everybody, and welcome to Game Apocalypse number 327. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the mystical, magical, your name here, studio of the airwaves? Uh, wow, the perpetually unclever Chris Antista. <laughs> and master debater, Matthew Allen. And special guest... The Cajun Crippler, Cody Laveau, Cut from the Dead. Thank yes. you for joining us. This Thank is awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we invited you on in part because you are an animal expert. You, yes, that is true. You work with animals that most of us only see like separated <laughs> by several inches of plexiglass. And I ride them. Oh my as, god. As I think most people have seen. So. Guy on a buffalo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, thank you for reintroducing me to that song. Hey, I do have to ask. Uh, a movie I just saw. Hey, this week on Patreon, we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I literally just walked out of a movie called Crawl. Have you heard of Crawl? I have heard yes, of Crawl. Yes, with the it gator, was, right? It was a little slice of wonderful in that... I don't know. It's, it's sort of like how Ace Attorney views the American justice system. This is a fucking <laughs> European movies version of Florida. Uh. Yeah, they have gas station on cul-de-sac in suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, Everyone does. We know. It, it, but also, like... These gators are vicious. I, I didn't know if you saw that, Cody, but I wanted to. I, I wanted you to Neil deGrasse Tyson this whole fucking movie because I can do a little bit of it. But it's, right. it's so I, fun. I want to sit down and just analyze that whole thing because gators are some of the sweetest right. reptiles that you will ever get a chance to to uh, meet. I have two of them now that I take care of. Shout out to Liverwurst, and then boom. I mean, both of them are super sweet, and I'm sure. Do you think they're, they're listening? listening to this? I think so. <laughs> I think so. And I boom. Them those are those are pretty good names for gators. Uh, they oh, hunt via vibration, so it's 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 possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought with Liverwurst, you were just like giving a shout out to the snacks that you give them. Yes. Like, yeah, sure. The, 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 shout the out to Schmaltz. And cheddar and sour cream chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, Mountain, Dew, Mountain Dew Code Red. Gators love Code Red. I don't tell you that. But my understanding fact. is like gators are a lot less dangerous than crocodiles. Like crocodiles yes. are like the super aggressive ones, and gators are relatively harmless if you keep your distance. It, it's exactly. like it's like it's like most animals, which this movie, if you can't get past it, you'll never be able to ignore. These gators are not. Most gators attack things for food. Mm-hmm. These gators just don't stop. Mm. They uh, they clearly they've eaten like six people and will not stop <laughs> trying to eat more people. I'm like that. That's the most far fetched thing about it. Other than the gas station being on the uh, fucking cul de sac, that was ridiculous. <laughs> well, if a gator were to somehow eat you, it would it, it would both have to be very very big, which is possible, mm-hmm. but also it would need to uh, like if it ate even one quarter of. Of of somebody like me, I'm about 170 pounds. Uh, it would need Humble to brag. eat again for at you know if it's like you know if you eat like 60 pounds worth of human flesh, you, that that gator would not need to eat for six weeks. <laughs> okay, I was expecting like six hours, but <laughs> no, like six weeks because they are ectothermic, as in they don't oh! have to maintain their own body temperature, so they don't have to worry about like making sure that their own blood is warm. All that's done with the uh, sun, which means it takes very, very few calories for them to live. So they'll, you know, I mean, they can live off of 60 pounds of meat for, shoot, wow. weeks. Cody, wow. this is exactly what I wanted to know, and I'm yeah. very glad I asked. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> Li- uh, liverwurst is uh, about four feet long now, and he eats about six pounds of rats a week. And I eat more when I go to that. a pizza buffet. <laughs> e- exactly. 
Exactly. You too? <laughs> yes. We actually weighed ourselves one time. <laughs> they, shout out to CC's. We could use a sponsorship mm-hmm. and a local location since uh, they're all gone. Yeah. Well, have you ever worked with any sharks, Cody? No, um, you're not going to do this. <laughs> uh, no. I, I have swam with sharks, but I've really? never specifically worked with them. Yeah, in fact, I'm wearing a shark tooth necklace from a shark that I swam next to in the Virgin Islands uh, off, off, off the coast of St. Croix about uh, four years ago. Her tooth is around my neck right now, fell out of her mouth, and I scooped it up while I was scuba diving. Oh, okay. So you didn't just, like, reach in there and yank one out. <laughs> I'm not that brave because nurse okay. sharks uh, have, have the highest suction of any uh, fish in the sea. So... Mm. Um, I uh, she 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 would have sucked something off had I tried to. Excuse me. My whoa, whoa! I need to my go to the bathroom. My hand. Uh, yeah. I know we that. All, I we've know. all seen nurse shark porn. Come on, we know this. I, <laughs> I just wanted that like real science moment for a second. I wasn't yeah. aware. So sharks have suction? Like what? Nurse sharks do. They are bottom feeders. So as she fed along the ocean floor, she would just be you know like sucking up anything she could find you know, a little fish that swim by and were i to reach my hand up in there i would probably not get it back <laughs> bunch of but, bottom feeders in the virgin islands mm. i feel like i just insulted someone <laughs> but Michael, why, why are we talking about sharks because shark. it's shark week or it's the end of shark week by the time you're hearing this at the earliest it's that magical time of year when discovery channel puts out a host of shark themed programming and everyone including us tries to capitalize on it with shark themed content because Damn right sharks fucking rule okay fuck yeah they do they do even though did we we did a laser time last year i don't know if you heard it cody where i was like debunking some shark horse shit because i wanted to see how many people they actually killed and i think like in 2017 sharks killed five people and two in australia so they were the closest to an epidemic i i recently looked that up and it's been um it's like since 1900 there's been something like 2000 shark attacks on human beings and like less than a third of those were died yeah. Oh, there's been plenty of shark attacks. People get bit. Some people lose yeah, limbs. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah, die. Yeah. It's, right. it's not like it's like a, a testing mild, bites. It's not like a bee sting here. Like a shark bite no. is nothing to fuck with. You know? I right, suppose. Yeah. I, I guess I would rather. I would probably rather die of a shark attack than live through one. Mm. Uh, it depends mm. on the severity. And They're both. They both seem pretty terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you're still you're still like more people die of like vape battery explosions and like, <laughs> and like underneath coke machines. I, I read toasters because that's like what that's like two thousand uh, divided by like a hundred and some change. Uh, what's that like twenty shark attacks a year mm-hmm. on average? Yeah. Well, what it. they That's don't say is, like, one of the shark fatalities was because someone dropped an assault rifle in the water and the shark just happened to trigger it in the right direction. <laughs> Yeah, and Trump used it to base his whole policy on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's it's funny you bring up the Trump policy, Chris, because our list this week ah, is yes. not just about sharks, is it, Michael? No, it's what we're going to call border patrol sharks. These are the kind of border patrols that would convince you to lock yourself in a cage. Shark cage joke. Wait, like real a real border patrol? Is that what we're talking about? No, is, uh, is this a- so border patrol is the the name that TV tropes gives credit where it's due to TV tropes. Mm-hmm. It's it's the name that they give to things that prevent you from going outside the established boundary of a video game mm-hmm. world. 
And uh, these the spirit barrier. Yes, the spirit yes, barrier. It's, it's a much more. It's a meaner, leaner. Uh, invisible walls, yeah. basically. It's like, we didn't want to put an invisible wall there, so instead we're going to put a big mean shark that comes up and eats you. And all of these, except for one, are instant kills if they touch you. So, like, really? if you see these, that's kind of your cue to, like, head back to shore immediately because the game sees what you're trying to do and it's not putting up with it. Okay, so, so like, is GTA on here? Nope, because those aren't like border that, patrol that, that, sharks. Those are just randomly spawning sharks. No, no, but not not sharks. But like, uh, I, thought, I, I still think thought we were talking about specifically meta- metaphors. These are sharks that p- control the border of video games. Yes, yes. Okay, so not <laughs> like when when like you're you haven't unlocked an area of like Liberty City or something. You drive through that barrier and then you're instantly like annihilated by. Police. I mean that that also counts mm-hmm. as a border patrol, but it's not a border patrol mm-hmm. shark. Shark. Okay. See, I thought shark was the catch-all term for all border patrols in games. I'll shut up now. And we'll start in on these sharks right after this. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1999. <laughs> American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, five, five, four sequels and three straight-to-video sequels. Yeah. But American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because... Oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes. <laughs> I recall... But uh, I his penis. But I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watched you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his think crotch? So yeah. So in the right. unrated unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and- <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like... But you can do reverse cowgirl. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> I think it's all but. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our top five where we will just jump right in and talk about what? Sharks! 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 Dum, 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 dum. Oh, you, you don't know how accurate you are. Let's begin with... Number five. So much like any good shark movie, I'm going to start by setting the scene and introducing you to this world a little bit before we move on to the terrifying horror lurking in the water. But you guys know what this game is, right? No shit, I downloaded it to, to actually play this weekend. I was literally playing this game on Sunday with my son, who's two. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to Grover. Yeah, little Grover Laveau. Which is his real name. Folks all yeah. always ask, did, did you really name your son 
Grover? And I said, yes, after the Muppet. Mm. After the president. I mean Muppet. Yes. You should say, after the great anti-tax crusader Grover Norquist, who's a big fan of Burning Man for some reason. Deep cut. I like it. Terrible cut. Also, somebody else take it away. (laughs) What game is this? Say the name. Banjo-Kazooie, which I I just wanted to give a small shout-out. Did we ever play a hat in time? Uh, I haven't. I haven't played it yet. That I was that was not. on sale, and that's like the only like non Nintendo platformer I think I've ever played in like the really? last two generations. I mean, it looks uh, fun. And it's a lot like Banjo Kazooie, so it like made I I wrapped that up, and I wanted to play Banjo Kazooie. Right. I just want to give a little shout out to Hat in Time. Nice, nice. nice. But yeah, this this shark uh, it inhabits a specific area of the game called Treasure Trove Cove. That's like the third world that you visit, and if you I go swimming in open ocean in any direction. This happens. (laughs) (laughs) So that the the shark is named Snacker, and he shows up and delivers one-liners about like, "Oh, I see a nice dinner. Hold up, just there," and and he'll swim over and bite you a couple times, which just hurts you. It doesn't immediately kill you. It's just kind of meant to gently nudge you back to shore. But what's messed up is they is is if you want to get everything, you have to swim in mm-hmm. snacker infested waters. Oh yes. At the very start of that level, you have to do a backflip off of the dock to get the blue the Jinjo. And like that shark is is, is on you uh like um a good metaphor. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, like white on rice. That 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 shark is right there. That works. Yeah, like molasses on Fortnite. I mean, that's or like th- a, a shark <laughs> reacting to blood in the water. If we want to be very very literal, it's I almost on, got there. I was close. It, it's on you like a rat on a Cheeto. I'm mm-hmm. telling yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> but he just he just will spontaneously appear in the middle of clear waters and and just be be on your ass immediately. It's on your ass like Joe Biden on hair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as Jaws parodies go with that music, like, this isn't one I find particularly scary, but apparently it's traumatized a lot of people. Like, I was seeing things about, like, oh, man, Snacker was the scariest thing. Like, really? Okay, yeah. If you're playing this as a kid, yeah, I could see that. I think think it it sort of defies the the logic of... Having a, a giant, having all these swim capabilities, mm-hmm. and then telling you not to use them. Yep. Like, of course, you're going to be curious, and like, there's got to be. I remember there's got to be an area I can actually use this where he won't come at me, and there really isn't. You like have to swim really fast, but he swims faster than you. So you kind of have to go like around uh, the 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 like floating crates and whatnot to to like quickly like jump in jump out kind of a thing mm-hmm. you got to distract him with a nurse shark in a dress Ooh, <laughs> all that suction that we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. and snacker is a tiger shark he has stripes oh i didn't yeah. notice that yeah. that's a good observation mm-hmm. thank you it's also a shark that can vanish at will and an asshole <laughs> ah. <laughs> so yeah, doesn't he just like he just like apparates when, he, yeah. when, he, when he's done yeah and he, he's, he's done yeah. like you can you can he can chase you onto shore, and then, like, rather than coming ashore, he just vanishes. He just poof, as a shark the, the does. The 64 was working with a lot of limitations. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. N- next year, we'll do Disappearing Sharks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to, <laughs> I like to, uh, to uh, think it was kind of like a large Marge kind of situation. Oh. Snacker died 20 years Ooh, ago. On this very stretch of just like tonight. <laughs> Even spookier. 
Terrifying. That movie's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Distracted Chris with more mm-hmm. large Marge, huh? Yeah. I think my local theater's playing, and I just wanted to make sure I was going. <laughs> There's a trivia contest, and I think I'll win. But yeah, Benjo Kazooie obviously has has a prominent place in a lot of people's childhoods, and I'm sure Snacker occupies a dark place in a lot of former well, kids' you, you psyches. Know the- the weird thing we were talking about, the thing, like, it's not a better game than Mario 64, right? We right. were, but we were, I think, maybe other than Cody, we were all pubescent when this game came out. If you were I, a little kid. Other than me, being, I was like 20. Oh, oh man. I, I was in like, uh, probably sixth, seventh grade when this came out. Oh, wow. So, mm. so if you're like, a, but if you're like a little kid with no money, like, this seems so much bigger. Everything we complain about Banjo Kazooie, these mindless collectibles, and yeah. get a hundred of this, six of that. And, and like, that's right, right in the first level. Yeah, but there, but yeah. that does make, make it so there's a lot more to do mm-hmm. than there is in Mario 64. So I, I was true. talking to someone younger, and like, they talk about Banjo Kazooie like it's Mario 64, where it's like, I just remember being kind of like, I'm not getting a hundred more feathers, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you no. are, Chris. You do it. No. It's meaningless. I'm just going to go beat that witch lady. Aww. And for me, it was. Like, I spent, I mean, I I mean, I mean, spent weeks playing that just because I wanted to collect everything. Because, like, at the time, it was like that. Star Fox, which I had beaten both ways like ten times. And Rogue Squadron, which was, which was too hard to beat without the uh, cheats. So, like, that was my Goldilocks game. It was challenging... But not overly hard, and I hadn't gotten Mario sixty four yet. So that is that is, that is a very special game for me, and that you know so much that I go back and play it like once a year. Oh yeah, I, I still really love it. I play it once every couple of years because I don't have as much memorized. So it is it is a little more challenging than playing Mario sixty four. And and like I said with a hat and time, I, sometimes you got a hankering for a three D platformer. And only Nintendo only makes one every ten years. Yep, that's true. And and you can beat Banjo if you kind of know what you're doing. You can beat it in about ten hours. Yeah. yeah. Like I finished it on Sunday. Like I 100%ed it. Just just ran right through it. Me and Grover had a blast. Gave him the controller without the batteries in it. You know. And yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, like dad move there. But yeah, yeah. Finished it in about ten hours or so. It was really, really, really quick. So. Use that trick all the time myself. Cody. Oh man. Right on. Yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh, that, little 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 kids can can be easily distracted by just like waggling a joystick or something. Like I used to do that. I went to Chuck E. Cheese and I'd pretend to play the games in attract mode because just it was fun to slam the buttons and absolutely. And yeah, like I when I was a toddler, I have vague memories of like I, I had like this little uh, wooden block toy where it was like in the shape of a shoe, and you were supposed to hammer pegs in. And oh, I yeah. would pretend it was a joystick, and that the colored static on the screen of my TV was Atari, <laughs> because oh, it didn't goodness. really look that much different if you think about it. This is what addiction looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Early addiction. Early addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, to be fair, that's sort of what Yars Revenge just looked like. Yes, most of the yes, time. absolutely. Touche. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of 3D platformers, Nintendo only might only make one, you know, at once every 10 years, but there was a period where Sony was making like roughly 3 every 2 years. So let's jump into number 4. The sage yaps on about the precursors that built this place all the time. Where did they go? Why did they build this crud? Now, I like precursor orbs and power cells as much as the next guy. But if you ask me, they must have been real losers. 
Oh, I, did I hear a sassy sidekick? You did. Is that did perhaps I hear Max from, Casella? Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Jack and Daxter? This is Jack and Daxter. The oh. precursor legacy? Mm-hmm. The very same. It's This is a fantastic game. I wish I played more. Yeah, it is. It is great. I, I liked the sequels better, but uh, the first one is still this amazing, pure experience, like Naughty Dog trying out the PS2 and giving you a, a, a new collect-a-thon to run through with these like cool, elastic cartoon characters. And I, I think I say that every time we bring up Daxter on my list. It's, it's like 20 years ahead of modern video game voice acting. That mm. performance is so good compared to the horror <laughs> of most other video game vo- vocal performances. Absolutely. God bless you, Max Casella of Sopranos and Doogie Howser's fame. Yep, absolutely. Um, but Love the that. shark in question is introduced fairly early on. There's a lot of island environments and that means a lot of shorelines so if you decide to swim out too far past any of these shorelines this happens fairly quickly so a lurker shark shows up this big orange thing and uh, you can see it swimming in the water below you and you can hear it by that heartbeat And uh, if you don't immediately beat it back to shore, it will just jump up, swallow you, and you will be spit out at the last checkpoint you are at. So so now we're at insta-death territory. Yes. Yeah. From here on out, it's all insta-death. All Mm -hmm. Mm insta-death. Even though you just spawn right back. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Nope. Not permadeath. They're they're not the same. No, no, no. Yeah, but this one, it's so weird. It doesn't really look that much like a shark. It looks more like just a fish with... Several teeth, but not enough teeth to be a shark. Like maybe they couldn't model that many it's, teeth. It's or like something. if if a political cartoonist drew a shark, that's what you'd get. <laughs> yeah, I am looking at this thing right now, and it's more like an obese. I'm gonna say orange barracuda mm. that's on yeah, some sort exactly. of uh, yeah that has some sort of fish mange, which doesn't yeah. even exist. <laughs> Barracuda, by the way, way meaner than most sharks. Do not off of the coast of Saint Croix. I didn't know how fast these things were. Those guys are like, um, if you've ever seen like movies where like spaceships just suddenly like and just show up out of the sky. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like in uh, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Serenity. Obviously, Uh, those barracudas (laughs) are just like that. You will see nothing for a good twenty yards out, and then just a sudden flash of light, and then. Six-foot barracuda right there, looks at you, sees you're not a fish, disappears. Terrifying. You should see how fast they come when you play Fleetwood Mac's barracuda. That's fucking heart, man. That was heart. My bad, my bad, my bad, heart. I was struggling for a heart joke, and you ruined it. But, yeah, if you do look at these things, it's like, well, it's... It, it doesn't really look like a shark, but at the same time, it's called a shark, and it has a dorsal fin, so it totally true. counts. It's impossible to avoid. A shark-like snacker, like, you can kind of jump out of the water. I think you can even... There, there are ways to instantly kill snacker, although he'll eventually yeah, you respawn. Stun, but you can't. Um, yeah, he'll come back. Yeah. The, the, the lurker shark is really just a, hey, go back. Uh, it, yeah. it shows up, it will swallow you, even if you, like, jump out of the water and do, like, a spin thing to... to float for a second like it it will get you there is no avoiding it once it shows up gonna get you. Mm-hmm. and they only did the the shark for the first one because didn't they for the second one it was like a robot and then the third one was yes. just like a tentacle that grabs you and is like come back here yes exactly the, the, this was the the quote-unquote border patrol 
for the first Jack and Daxter. Because it was traumatizing, see? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when they when they shifted to the more mature GTA-like of Jack 2, they were like, you know what? I don't think more mature gamers will really buy the illusion of being swallowed by a shark, so we need a robot instead. <laughs> it's far less scary. Way more sure. believable killer yes, robots. Yes, absolutely. 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 Goddamn edgelords ruining fish in our mm-hmm. game. As heard on the recent episode of Laser Time all about killer robots. Mm. Which, is there a robot shark yes, on this we... list out of curiosity, so I don't ruin it? There is not. Okay. The cyber sharks from Far Cry Blood Dragon. Oh, those are great. Literal literal robot sharks. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. <sighs> so with Jack and Daxter should have combined them. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that would have been great. But yes, these these still stick out as a weird, traumatizing thing, but um, it doesn't quite have the cachet of our next entry. Number three. Again, setting the stage. Is this it? Is this what it's all about? Killing, (laughs) driving, dealing, swearing. Then what? You're 50, you got a bag for a belly, you got tits, you need a bra... They got hair on them. Got a liver. You got spots on them. And you're looking like these rich fucking mummies. Uh, <laughs> what okay, is this? Okay, this is Scarface, the game. Uh, I worked on this game. Uh, nice. <laughs> Can I tell you something, though? Of course. Earlier, we were talking about alligators and how they don't need to eat often. And I was thinking, then that movie Anaconda was complete bullshit. And... That oh, it was. sound clip you just played—that mm-hmm. is basically like John Voight in oh Anaconda, my God. more <laughs> yes. than it's Tony Soprano. Wow, Tony, yes. but Tony Montana. <laughs> That's absolutely John Voight. Much agreed. That—that yeah. that is the uh, the vocal stylings of Andre Sogliuzzo that you're hearing there, uh, prolific Jesus. voice actor, but uh, did a did a pretty respectable Tony Montana impression through the whole thing. But uh, interestingly, you know what the number one. Result when I searched for Scarface the World is Yours Shark Attack on YouTube was? No. It was so specific. How can this be anything but what you needed? It's the video I made for the top seven shark attacks at Games Radar years ago, which was a little bit creatively soundtracked. Open up the limits. Uh, the music in the Wilhelm Screamer in the original game. I, th- I think we just added the soundtrack as Tony swimming out to sea slowly. But <laughs> but yeah, you go swimming too far. You spend too much time in the water, and you shock across the razors. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like, there's a theory that because like uh, Scarface is owned by Universal, and so is Jaws, that this was supposed to be the Jaws shark, but they couldn't like get the music rights or something. But it. Pops up just like that stupid ride at Universal Studios uh, with Tony half hanging out of its mouth and then it just goes back under the water and disappears. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that rumor. It sounds like something Universal would want much to do with. (laughs) I believe you're referring to Bruce Shark. Bruce Shark. Well, I, I think we were. Had, had Bruce a is the name of the Josh Shark. He, hmm. He's called Bruce behind the scenes. Yeah. I don't think the robot is called when Bruce. They sell m- when they sell merchandise, you don't call him Bruce. They yeah, you still call him Bruce, Chris. We all saw. That I still movie. call him Bruce. We still call. Now I'm just We're referring friendly. to that bad movie. Now I'm. They still. I'm gonna Bruce. say something that might blow your mind. Judging by Bruce's size, mm-hmm. like the or or the jaw shark. Um, I would speculate that that shark is a lady shark, Ooh. which are much bigger than, like, female great whites are much bigger than their male 
counterparts. Lady so, Shark. Do, 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 I was just thinking about the junkies. Oh, no. I'm a dad. I just got that song out of my head five minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. And there it, it never is. leaves. It never leaves your head, Cody. It's it always does. there, lurking like a shark in the water. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Clever. <laughs> you, you recovered it, man. That's cool. Um, but Mike yeah, the so it's a it's an instant kill for whatever reason, and it will really fuck you over if you're out in the middle of the water with a boat and your boat gets shot up and you somehow survive the explosion because you still don't have long to live because that shark's a coming. You come for me, you fucking shark. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah. Is that is that kind of what it yeah, sounds yeah, like? Yeah, sure, sure. But the yeah. the shark actually yeah, it legally actionable. It it has its moment in the plot of the game. Which I did not uh, realize until I went through and was looking at a Let's Play. And uh, there is a scene where you fight a bunch of guys on a cargo ship controlled by one of Sosa's goons, or the bad guy's goons, called uh, Nacho Contreras. And uh, you have a, a big confrontation with him at uh, on the deck of his ship where he, he's like, Fuck you, Tony. Sosa's going to come get you. That's good, you know. I want him to find me. I want that piece of shit to fucking come and get me. Why don't you tell him, Contreras, okay? Tell him to fucking come and get me. See you in hell, Montana. Give my regards to Manny and Gina, you piece of shit. Get over here and beat me up, you cocksuckers. I can't, I can't help but hear this and think like, you're both, you're both native Spanish speakers. Why wouldn't you just speak to each other in Spanish <laughs> instead of accent? I wish, this, I wish this movie was dead. <laughs> I hate it. Scarface has done more harm than good at this point, right? Yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Let's get it out of yeah. here. But this, this I mean, game was like I a don't huge know. event. It, there were several episodes of MTV Cribs mm. that really were made by showing that Scarface DVDs. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah there's even. a lot of there's a lot of bad sketches and a lot of good rap albums that that could do without these Scarface references. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, my thought. Yeah. yeah. I just like that reminded me, like, they're talking about, he's like, you know, say hello to these people in hell. And it's like, oh, that's right. This game takes place after the events of the yes, movie. Yes, we should have so said so that. Tony magically revives himself. Yeah, so no, he doesn't magically revive himself. It's a it's an alternate take that the very first scene of the game yeah, lets you, you play out the final confrontation in Tony's mansion from the movie with... Actual, I think the the dialogue in that scene is uh, Al Pacino from the movie, it, it who is. actually lent his his likeness to this. But he did. didn't do it for yeah. the Godfather, but did it for this. I'm a big fan of money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember when we that was a big get. It's like we got mm-hmm. his likeness. So and, I, I yeah. thought this was really cool that like it lets you play out that thing. And if you remember in the movie, there's a guy who, sh- who creeps up behind Tony and shoots him in the back. Yeah. And knowing that, you can turn around, see that guy, shoot him, and then fight your way out of the, the mansion and uh, through a bunch of goons and escape. Yep. If you do yep. die during that confrontation, then it plays out like the end of the movie and the credits roll and that's it. And you can it's, – it's a fake ending basically. Mm-hmm. You, can, mm-hmm. you can start over. But then, yeah, he gets out and is like, oh, I've lost everything and – that was the worst Tony Montana impression in history. You're, you're bringing good. me so <laughs> back good. to so many meetings where we literally recounted exactly what you did. We were like, this is an alternate take where remember yeah. the guy who creeps up behind Scarface? You turn around and you shoot him. Like This is literally mm-hmm. how we had to pitch this game in meetings to people. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it worked out okay. But but yes, he, he, he lo- Tony loses everything and uh, he tries to rebuild his empire and 
go after the people who originally had killed him in the movie. Nacho Contreras is part of that path of revenge. And so at the end of that clip I played, he jumps off the, the deck of his ship and uh, just splashes in the water and waves down some dudes in a speedboat and says, hey, come get me. And so then you see him swim away and uh, you have a sniper rifle and uh, you want to make him bleed into the water. You fucking Colombian fuck! Shit-ass fuck! You shoot him, immediately it just summons the shark out of the water, as happens in real life. If you bleed in the water, immediately a shark will appear. It's true. Just like Snacker. It's true, they float to your, they float to your body like a cartoon character to a pie. <laughs> but you actually had an encounter with... <laughs> Part of a shark. I remember you recounting once that. Yeah, Me? yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Like um, we would go down to this preser- preservation area of uh, the Florida, the Florida Gulf, and these assholes would like catch sharks against the law and then sever their heads and dump them in the water. And like as a little kid, you're always freaking out. This is a shark, and it's like a plastic bag or like a shell. And then yeah, the the, the time I stepped down, I'm like, that's definitely a shark. I was absolutely right. Pulled out its head. And my dad's like, ooh, hold on to that, and put it in an ant bed. We watched the ants devour everything around the shark's jaw, and then we bleached it, and I have my own shark chub. Wow. That I stepped on myself. And then it happened again next year. Jesus. And I, it doesn't phase me. Sharks don't phase me anymore. It used to, they used to really scare me where I'd run out of the water. Oh, my. I, I think it's something about a shark head would be just so fucking macabre that I think it would probably scare, scare me about as bad as a real shark. It's, it's truly the scariest part of the shark. They're stupid... Stupid eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what makes. It, yeah, it's that's the dead what makes eyes. It's, so it's the dead eyes. It Black, like yep. a doll's, doll's eyes. eyes. God damn like it! A doll's <laughs> eye. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> ah, man. But yeah, Scarface. Fun game. Fun hey, shark attacks. Hey, uh, bad hey, movie. Uh, Forget hey, about. Hey, it. Uh, Chris. How would how would this uh, scene play out? Were it done by Alf Pacino? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, that's too much improv. Hold Alf on. Pacino. <laughs> I, I've not heard of him in like maybe six years. Oh, Alf Pacino. Alf I forgot Pacino. about Alf Pacino. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Not the guy behind me. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Alternate reality must happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, Alf, I don't, I don't think you oh. should go up against the Colombians, Alf. Oh. <laughs> oh, Alf, are you doing your own supply? Oh, you're such a Billy, fucking addict, you and me Alf. being alive is the darkest timeline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, R.I.P. William uh, Tanner. I have no idea what that guy's real name is. It's Willie Tanner. Uh, <laughs> Try Googling. we find a bunch of mugshots. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, let's move on to... Number two. You here for the cops? The Iceman? Or me? <laughs> I was only here for Freeze and the hostages. But now, I'm taking you down, too. Oh, aren't you scary? Uh, Nolan North and Kevin Conroy, everybody unrecognizable Nolan North. That was where I learned that dude was like way more talented than oh, I yeah. thought. Really mm-hmm. goddamn good. Is he Rocket in the new Ultimate Alliance 3? Am I Probably. crazy? Uh, mm. Nolan North? Maybe. I don't know. He's he's definitely in that upcoming Square Avengers game. Mm. Mm. 
But I, I can't believe I forgot about this. This was this was semi frustrating. Yeah. Um. So this is this is a border patrol shark for a very specific area in Batman Arkham City. This is the the Penguins Museum. You go in, and uh, before you enter this area, you see like you know aquarium walls, like windows into a tank where you, uh, if you turn on your uh, bat visor, detective vision, you can see some bodies floating in the water. It's all very uh, eerie. And then you go into this ice rink, basically, and uh, you try to rescue some cops, and you find a new friend. Sorry, Batman. Did I forget to mention my little friend down there? Please, Tiny. Who'd have thought a big fish could be so useful? Not me, that's for sure. It's like a mobile garbage truck. Whatever I drop in that tank, just... Yeah, so this iced over rink, whatever it is, is actually home to a gigantic great white shark, gigantic and hideously scarred, and somehow able to survive in freezing water. And you have to make your way across this very thin ice that this thing could break through at any time. Past a certain point, if you try to step onto the ice at all, this happens. Should have packed the bat shark repellent. Uh, Batman, Batman gets <laughs> eaten. I understood that reference. Batman gets eaten just like Tony Montana does in the previous game, where the shark just jumps out of the water with Batman half hanging out of its mouth and then splashes back. It down. is true. It's like it's like one of the few deaths they had to model beyond like him fainting after being punched in the mm-hmm. butt. <laughs> <laughs> butt punches are always fatal, man. So, butt punches are so much fun in that game. So that's that's if you get eaten by the shark. Can yes. I just read you an excerpt from uh, the wiki, the Arkham wiki on Wikia, uh, about what they say if you if you are successful in the encounter. So Tiny attacked Batman for getting too close, but Batman beat the shark down, and Tiny was never to be seen again after the encounter. Yes. Just so humiliating. So that that is something that can happen. It doesn't always happen. Like I've, I've watched playthrough videos where it never happens. But what you are supposed to do is ride on this wooden floating platform like a little raft and use the bat grappling hook to pull yourself around the area and at a certain point tiny may just attack your raft at which point he will he will just flop on it and try to bite you and and you punch him a few times in the nose and he goes away and that's it but if you at any point just fall into the water deliberately or accidentally he will eat you Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. He's going to win. He's, you don't get a name like Tiny. <clears throat> no. Uh, for nothing. you got to be a pretty c- tough guy, as yeah. as we all know from Tiny Lister, uh, co-star. Right. Yeah. Zeus! Okay, <laughs> Zeus, exactly. And I, th- I think despite the tiny area that he patrols, haha, uh, this this shark stood out in a lot of people's minds. Uh, for me, it's like the first thing I remember when I think about Arkham City. And uh, he was a fan favorite to the point where he came back in one of the DLCs for Arkham Knight, GCPD Lockdown, where you're playing as Nightwing, and there's a part where you fight a bunch of the Penguins thugs in front of Tiny's tank, which has a little plaque saying Tiny, so you know it's the same shark. And this gigantic shark will just kind of look at you as you're fighting these dudes, and then it'll swim away. And after the fight, if you walk up to the tank, he will suddenly swim up out of the gloom and... So it's like a sudden jump scare where he just 
races forward and slams face first into the glass and cracks it and then gets frustrated and swims back to where you can't uh, see it. I did not see mm. this. I thought I Yeah, there's he, he also sort of makes a cameo in Arkham Knight in that he's mentioned by some henchmen, there's like a different shark at some docks, and then the mm-hmm. henchman, one of which used to be one of the penguins' henchmen, like the, his buddy asked him, like, "Hey, whatever happened to that shark, Tiny?" So he's just kind of, you know, referenced. Yeah, he's just been moved around. Which you know, try not to think too much about the logistics of moving a gigantic shark from <laughs> one tank to another in a different city. All you need is a giant Futurama head container. Mm-hmm. Seems easy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> just lift the tank out. It's like like in like the bank vault in Saints Row the Third. Yeah, yeah. I mean the problem is unless they're the deep blue sea sharks, they can't swim backwards, and it really is just you know it's a mess. Most sharks can't swim backwards. Yeah. <laughs> what was so the some can? I like it. Well, smaller sharks, um, and it all kind of varies by currents. Uh, for instance, the cookie cutter sharks, little, little tiny sharks, can can swim backwards. Hmm. What interesting. Like hum- like vicious hummingbirds. Pop quiz. If you're ever attacked by a shark like a tiny, what are you supposed to uh, do? Uh, insult its mother. Mm. I've, I've always good. heard gouge the eyes and punch the nose. As and and rip, yeah. rip the gills. Well, when I was in uh, second grade, uh, mm-hmm. my teacher said mm-hmm. you're supposed to swim down to the bottom if you can. I don't know if that is actually valid because I've never heard it repeated that since. Is- that is did, very did strange. I've that, never heard the swim down to the bottom thing. Before. Did she give you that like advice for like, everything you did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some like uh, nuclear war drill shit. Like you just get under your desks and uh, you know duck and cover, duck, duck and cover, cover yeah. from the nuclear fallout. Yeah, the water's more oxygeny down there. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> what what is what is the correct answer, Cody? See see see. Most people think to to like punch that nose, but a shark's nose is very pointy. So then your hand's just going to either go straight over the top or even worse, down. It's going to get funneled down to that big mouthful of murder knives, you know, inside of its head. So, so like Chris said, you've got to just reach in and, and just grab at those gills and pull at them. Um, because it's basically like punching a shark right in its solar plexus. It just won't oh. be able to it's, it's how they breathe. freak right? out. Yeah. Exactly. What, when I've It'll seen videos... Out. I've seen videos of like dolphins attacking sharks, and that's what they did go for. Is they did basically just poke at their gills until the shark takes off. It's, it's like it. in a Hulk Hogan movie I, I imagine exists, where he like grabs a bully by his nostrils. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Listen, I feel Chris, like <laughs> we all know that was Brock Lesnar, and he f five to shark in Sharknado. Okay, <laughs> okay. get it straight. <laughs> That's has, the only true way to feed a shark. Because I feel like that, no, that, that that's is a like real a 50, thing. 50% chance of actually happening. No, that's a real thing. He hasn't taken a shark to Suplex City yet. That's got to be coming up in one of the many sequels. Oh, well, boy. actually, the, the correct answer to what to do when you're attacked by a shark is uh, just walk away. There's been too much violence. Just, <laughs> just walk away. Just ignore it. <laughs> just talk it out. Just, the shark just wants attention. Just ignore him. Oh. See, I thought really? you were going to say it's to shit yourself and just have passive acceptance because it's been a good run mm-hmm. and this is yeah. it. I should have known better shit than to take a swim. yourself and taste terrible. Mm-hmm. Sharks hate the taste of shit. That's true. That's, they also yeah, hate really the good. taste of people. They just tend to take a big bite first. Testing bites, much yeah. like my friend and the tiger. Yeah. Ah, yes. Just that sounds again 
like bullshit. That sounds like something someone made up to make people feel better. Like, I actually think they probably think we're fucking delicious. Because, you know, if you knew that, you'd be even more scared of them. So someone is bullshitting. I don't know. Do you I, know how many toxins are in the average human body? We probably taste like fucking raw sewage, man. Bullshit. Oh, I yeah, had like, no, I had like terrible. I had like three Reaper Ranch burritos today. Like, <laughs> sharks will love me. I'm delicious. Yeah. And I am, and I am chock full of like ribs and... Yeah, yeah, no, I smell like I, I am full of hydrogen sulfide. I am, I am one big fart inside of. <laughs> I, I know that right yeah. now, there, somewhere out there is some cannibal who's saying, "Like these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about." Just yeah, <laughs> do us all a favor and don't reply. <laughs> right, right, right. Look, if, if you we... guys want to taste good, just eat more cheese. It's yeah. that easy. <laughs> but I thought it was I supposed mean, to be like mango or some shit like that. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's to eat more cheese for people who like to eat shit. I'm not kidding. That's the thing I read. Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I was referring. To, never mind. Yeah. Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think that's as good as an excuse as any to move on to. My shoot's gone! My damn shoot is gone! I've got no man, no reserve. Keep it together, kid. You're on the water. Search and absorb the impact. No man, what's your status? I'm okay, I'm okay. But my HUD scrambled. What the hell was that? I don't know, but you missed the LZ. Make your way to the beach. On my way. Let's say we've got a beach, a suit that's powerful enough to absorb the impact of a waterfall with no parachute. What game could this be? Hmm. Uh, Elite Beat Agents. Yes, it is Elite Beat Agents. They wear suits. Sure. No, this is this is Crisis. The very first oh, Crisis. Oh my suit. god. Yeah. Oh yeah. The big open playground of bullets and vehicles and fun. But the thing that I remember most about Crisis has shark. nothing to do with fighting North Koreans or aliens or even powering up my suit in fun ways. Uh, it's swimming out into the ocean, encountering a sandbar, and saying, what happens if I keep swimming? Early on, you're, you'll be surrounded by a bunch of beaches, and you will be tempted to go for a swim. And uh, you will be safe up to a certain point. And then you will find a, a sandbar right in that very first level that uh, cuts you off from the open ocean. And once you go into the open ocean, it's a very different feeling. And uh, if you swim for a little while, you might notice you have a new friend in the water that's circling around and trying to look like it's not paying much attention to you. But you kind of know it is because it's just you and it and the infinite blue out there. And then all of a sudden this happens. Sharks will not actually make a croaking growl as they eat you, but, uh, you know, it's good for effect. It's true, and that's not my... Every time I think of an underwater scream, I can always think of Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm. That's what a good <laughs> underwater scream sounds like. That's right. <laughs> that guy, that guy just went, Adventure. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. But sharks aren't the only thing that can kill you in crisis if you stray too far. No, sure, no. Right? Well, if you somehow manage to make it past the sharks or survive the sharks for long enough... Uh, there are some big ships that will start shooting missiles at you, and then uh, if you get past them somehow, then 
you'll just die for leaving the mission area. Yeah, your handlers, I think, in, mm-hmm. flip a kill switch yep. on your suit. Yep. Like, all yep. right, see ya, motherfucker. Yep, exactly. Uh, you're trying to go AWOL and you're not going with that piece of equipment. We'll just fish it out of the ocean later. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, so if you look up, uh, go to YouTube and look up Crisis Shark... Uh, it's very, very difficult to find just undoctored footage of a shark killing you underwater. Most of the videos are either bugs with sharks like spawning on land or people going out and trying to find ways to fuck with the sharks. Yes, uh, the fav- that's what I remember. Yeah, the favored method seems to be like find a rowboat and you can propel the rowboat by punching it while you're inside of it. I don't know how that works, but... Uh, when, when you get out to a certain point... It's science. it's science. Yeah, it's science. Uh, the sharks will... Like, a shark will appear, and your challenge then is to kill it before it kills you. If you do kill it, uh, another one will instantly respawn and and come after you. Uh, well, not quite instantly. There's like a couple seconds. But uh, the sharks will try to bump the boat, bumping you off it, and once you're in the water, you're you're their prey. So a lot of players, you'll see like... When the shark comes up to bump, they jump straight up and avoid it, and they keep shooting. But eventually, this always seems to happen. (laughs) Whoops, bullet's not enough. Shark bumped him, knocked him into the water, dead. (laughs) The end. Um, But this was kind of like... I know this wasn't the original Border Patrol shark, but this was, I think, the first time that I really noticed... The concept, and I felt like this was one of the first games to really uh, address the anxiety of, like, if I swim out, like, how far can I swim out? If I swim out, will there be sharks uh, in, a, in a video game? And, yeah, the the strangeness of, like, being in this aquatic environment where you can't really see the seafloor, it's just, you know, it's very deep ocean, and you're just sort of floating in it, helpless, you can't attack anything while you're underwater, and then all of a sudden this shark shows up and starts circling you, signaling you to go back to shore. Uh, by the point that by the time it shows up, you probably won't have enough time to go back to shore. But uh, you know, really? still, I never actually got to play this game. Really, couldn't afford it. I was going to play this game. It was like the last game I can remember. You had to upgrade your entire PC to play. Yeah, that's La- that's the true. last this game to a, move hardware. I think The Witcher Three has has kind of done that of late. But, Maybe. But yeah, I wouldn't know. I just started playing that last weekend, so I'm I'm only a little bit of an authority on the game. Oh, okay. Well, for years, Crisis <laughs> was like the benchmark for PC performance. And That's what I thought. They said, like, oh, no, we couldn't port it to console. That would just be impossible. Consoles aren't uh, high performance enough, but it, it did eventually make its way to Xbox 360. And Wait, not the first Crisis, though, did it? Yeah, the first Crisis. Crisis 2. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was the sequels. I don't think this ever made it anywhere but PC. This, this made it to 360 after the sequels. Okay. Well, after after Crisis 2, I think, at least. But but Crisis 1, mm. yes, was an XBLA game at one point. No, it's an engine that, yeah, I mean, they, they eventually spun it off, and the CryEngine was something mm-hmm. they would license to people. I think now that is morphed to becoming Amazon's, like, I think it's a free game engine that's their, like, yum, Lumberyard engine that you can use for game development. It's yeah. like a, a modified version th- of the CryEngine. I think there's a, the, a free version of it, yeah. Yeah. But, it's a but yeah, so at one point, this thing used to be like, oh, yeah, this is how you would benchmark your PCs. And now it's just gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, it's, it's just an engine other people develop on. Hmm. Yeah, did that series burn out fast? <laughs> it got away from the sharks, man. That's what did That's it. That's what it was. 
Indeed. What, stole the bow and arrow, tried to steal the bow and arrow mm-hmm. hype from the Hunger Games. Yeah. No sharks, sharks in New York City. Come on. Yeah. You need those yes. sharks. They're the yes. mascots of crisis, whether you like it or not. I like it. That's been our top five. Um, sharks! We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed swimming out into open waters to see if anything would attack us. <laughs> God, who has that kind of time in video games anymore? That's all I can think of for half of these is like, yeah, I used to do that when I had time. Uh, but now it's right. like, I'd rather just beat the game and move on. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather <laughs> engage in a shit little microtransaction and max myself out. No, that's not what I do. Well, yeah, I mean, you can buy the pack that protects you against the shark, of course. Right, yeah. you can buy the shark repellent for four ninety nine. dollars that's you got to put something in Batman's tool belt. You know? Yuck. <laughs> and that's four ninety nine per use as well. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Or a pack of three for twelve dollars. So that's the deal. Oh, this, look at this guy. This marketing. Exactly. Right there. I know. Exactly. This shark repellent will really appeal to the whales. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dad an joked industry it. term. Look I Chris. get that. I understood that reference. <laughs> nice uh, industry term. That shit was on South Park like yesterday. All right. Well, anyway, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some Fire Emblem Three Houses, some Wolfenstein Youngblood, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. This shark is like a maniac. It's shark attack. Just roll the dice, and when your color comes up, move your fish fast. The fish that survives will be the winner. So don't be last or you'll be the winner. Shark, shark, shark attack. What are you going to do? Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I love that we've gone, if, if you're a fan of Spider-Man on film, your heart has gone through all these different arcs, and I do feel oh, like man. we've arrived finally at, like, this feels really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. When, when are we giving the uh, spoiler warning? When when are we allowed to dive into spoilers? Hey, go ahead. I, I say right right now, spoiler. Um, right yeah, now. this Far is from the home spoiler spoilers. cast. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of other Spider-Man movies... How about that stinger at the end there? So that's that. we're jumping right to the end, huh? Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time He's getting time to again. the... How y'all like in Wolfenstein Youngblood? Hey, I haven't played it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, you get to play as two sisters, uh, the, the twin daughters of B.J. Blaskowitz, who are uh, fighting to liberate 1980s Nazi-controlled Paris while looking for their dad. Personally, I'm more of a fan of the Old Blood and Jesus Christ. I just realized they're doing that to play on the, the title of the other game. What the hell? Yes! Yep. You just now realized that? No, I just did that for an effect on the show. My oh, Okay. We're right. all learning a little bit about comedy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, I, I, like I said, I think last week maybe, I, 
I love the original Wolfenstein. I love the Activision Wolfenstein. Hmm. Um, Return the Raven, of Castle Raven Wolfenstein. software one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and I've yeah. never loved any of the Bethesda ones. I feel like they're a little slow and needlessly difficult. And you to- remember you gave me some advice previously on like how to like get through what is might be an initial slog. Hmm. But I, I I play every one in hopes that like I really want to like this, hmm. and I feel the same way about this one. I I really liked the first one. I thought hmm. uh, the new Colossus was an amazing story. Uh, the gameplay was not quite as good as I'd hoped. Uh, but Youngblood, like, the gameplay is super fun. Like, just just the uh, experience of gleefully running through areas and uh, blasting Nazis, is that's that's great. Um, All I want to do is blast Nazis, goddamn. Yeah. The structure is a little bit surprising to get used to. Like, it took me a little while to realize, like, okay, well... The, the way that it's structured is it's it's like an open world, but everything is sort of compartmentalized where you have to fast travel to different areas and you have like a specific mission that you need to do. Uh, and the reason that it took me a while to get to used to that is because there are not really checkpoints in this game. If you 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 and your your sister who are she's always there as a co-op partner, whether you're playing online or off, she's AI controlled if you're playing offline. Like Mickey Mouse capade for you yeah. kids listening. So you you have <laughs> well, she's pretty competent most of the time, but you have three shared lives, and if one of you uh, is downed by an enemy, you have a limited window of time to make it to your sister and heal her. Either you do it to the the AI or the AI does it to you. If you heal, you're fine. If you don't heal, or if you're both incapacitated, you have the option to bleed out which uses one of your shared lives. When all of those shared lives are gone, you will restart at the beginning of whatever area you were in. A lot of the time, that's not a big deal because like, when that happens, uh, it's because you wandered into the wrong area that you're underleveled for. It's also kind of has RPG mechanics and you just got hammered to death and, uh, okay, so you know not now not to go that way. But uh, there are times when they're like these big raids uh, at the beginning of the game that you're supposed to like okay you do a few missions till you're leveled up to do this raid where you go in and uh, hack into this computer and you have to fight big robot bosses and stuff and uh, it can be kind of frustrating to make it to the end of one of those find you're a little bit underpowered for the boss or you can't figure out a good strategy in time and you get hammered and then like oh now I'm back at the very beginning of this level you? Yuck. Mm. Yeah, that's that's not great. The rest of it is amazing. Um, mm. Although, I, I will say another another small issue is that there's no pausing. Uh, even if you're playing <laughs> offline, you can't you can't really pause the game. What? Which uh-huh. is kind of weak because uh, there's a lot of readables and tapes and things that you want to go into the uh, the submenu and kind of peruse and get some backstory and lore and listen to the the cool German 1980s songs that they've made just for the game. Um, what the fuck? Is that a glitch that they're going to fix? Or is it, are you playing on PC? It, it must be because I'm of the, co-op, on the online co-op thing. Like yeah, they didn't, it is. They don't but want it, someone sitting around waiting. But it's, it's a little odd that they didn't allow it in offline single player. Like yeah. you, you have a specific yeah. thing. Like you can invite like anybody, just friends or nobody, and that's just offline. And hmm. I kind of wish you could pause in that. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I've heard I've heard things about the gameplay. Um, tell me about the story, because I'll be honest. Like the the last few Wolfenstein games, 
I'm mostly there for the crazy batshit stuff that's happening in yes. the story and meeting fake Jimi Hendrix and stuff. And and the gameplay is it's good at times, but for the most part, it, yeah, there's there's a lot of little annoyances you have to get over. Yeah, well, I will say the gameplay I I feel like is really good in this one. Again, it it does have RPG mechanics, so it can be a little. It takes a little getting used to it. First, like, oh, I can't do everything right off the bat. I have to unlock the ability to carry heavier weapons, for example. But you know, once once you get used to it, it's it's great. And the story overall is a lot of fun. It's these two, like, so the the two teenage daughters of B.J. Blaskowitz and uh, Anya Oliwa. Uh, like, B.J. goes missing, and. There's like a bunch of, you hear a bunch of like ominous news reports about like, oh yeah, there's a lot of increased storms and natural disasters and we can just avoid these because we're superior in German and these are just normal parts of the weather and uh, don't worry about them. And so there's there's a little bit of like, oh, is this a an environmental message? But it goes deeper than that because of course it's set in the 80s and, you know, natural disasters weren't getting bad back then. No, back then it was all about the ozone. Exactly. Was, the whole the ozone, ozone layer. was depleting and we were all going to die. Right. Uh-huh. The yeah. afternoon block on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. You watch Hey Dude. Simpler any- times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the two girls, like, I, I love the very beginning of this game. It is one of my favorite moments in video games, I think. Because, Whoa, really? Yeah. So there, there's wow. this bit where the, the two sisters are, like, they, they've... Can, they've gotten in with the French resistance somehow and convinced them like, oh yeah, no, we're born Nazi killers. We, we've killed all kinds of Nazis. And like, what are you, what are you saying that for? We ain't never killed no Nazis. And then, uh, so the first time they have an opportunity to kill someone where they like, they, they find a guard with his back to them and like, okay, we, we, we have to kill him in order to get through here. Uh, what do we do? And like one of the sisters, like, like points her gun at him and like turns her face away and is like, no, don't do that. If you miss, we'll bring the whole base down on us. And so the other sister decides, okay, I'm going to go in with this, uh, find this pointy stick and just jab him with it. And so she does that and it goes badly. And, uh, the, the guard pulls a gun and this happened. Well, the, the other sister opens fire, just blows the guard's head off by surprise. And this moment is so great. <laughs> that moment the of lady the, marcus phoenix yeah yeah bleh, yeah <laughs> like, nice sounds like me in college uh-huh. it's like i'm gonna vomit and keep cheering <laughs> but that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the game it's like okay yeah you fr- your first kill that's that's the trope right you're supposed to vomit the first time you kill a person it, it makes yeah, you sick of course I'm guessing they discover they're really good at killing yeah, because they, they take after their father. They bounce back from it immediately and then go on to kill hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> of course. Yeah, just the one you got to get past. Mm-hmm. No one ever throws up on the second no, kill. No, never. That's for pansies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll be honest. I haven't played this game hmm. for two reasons. Uh, the joke entertainment reason is I was really disappointed this wasn't uh, a, this true story of Tim Youngblood Chapman of Dog the Bounty Hunter fame. Mm. Um, oh, God. Oh. I would have gone quotes. with that they didn't see from both sides, Nazis mm. and mm. the other. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, the other reason is I've just, um, I've, I've heard it has some issues and uh, it's just getting middling reviews, I'll call them. Is, it, is this just something that's going to happen every time Bethesda dips its toe into like multiplayer horseshit? 
Uh, you mean like with the no pause ability or just uh... just like the Fallout seventy six and like a fucking online registration for games that have been practically free on every platform under the sun. It just seems like it, it's almost like a Nintendo esque approach to like modernity. Like it's. I mean, they, they have Elder Scrolls Online, which no, I know, does and they have on, on, plenty of games with online components that work well. But like, something's going on. They they were like this bastion of like polished single player stuff, and it's just weird to see this kind of shit. Mm. Maybe hmm. I don't know. Uh, there there might be actually a story we talk about during the news all about Bethesda's <gasps> troubles with online. Hmm. Quite possibly. Um, but another game that uh, I'm not sure if it actually has an online component. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Ah uh, yes. Uh, well, I'm assuming you've played it, but not online. <laughs> by saying, yeah, that. it probably does. I'm not sure. I haven't delved into any sort of exploratory multiplayer, but uh, it has a really solid campaign. Uh, if you if you like Fire Emblem games, just imagine that same tactical approach, but with 3D characters instead of 2D pixels. Uh, combine that with a school sim where you get to be the professor at an academy for nobles, and you get to choose three different paths that essentially offer you three different storylines, which then split in different directions as you're playing. So there are you could replay this several times and never get quite the same experience. You could. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I would, but you could. Yeah, you, well, you could, I'm saying, yeah, you could play it several times and mm. never get I, I am glad, though, that they didn't do the thing they did with the last game and split it up into three games. They're all on the same mm-hmm. disc this time. Yes, around. yes. <clears throat> it's all one. Three houses in one cartridge. You mentioned the school thing. I've heard there's even a mode in this, I don't know if you've played around with it, where you can just kind of set it to auto combat so you can just watch the personal interactions and more play it like a wow. interactive storybook type thing, like a relationship sim. I don't know that I'd do that because the combat is a lot of fun. Yes. But uh, but yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I haven't tried that. Mm. Tell, can, tell us about the combat. So TL on last week's episode was talking about... Um, they're making. They made some changes to the. It's their version of the rock paper scissors system. Mm-hmm. You know where it feels a little bit different this time around. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like wait, we're. I th- I thought you used to be able to attack diagonally with spears. Um, maybe not, but uh, but you can't this time. Mm, okay, but does it have that dynamic where certain weapons are more powerful against other weapon types or unit types and, and all of that stuff? Well, yeah, it's, it's the you know same thing like where you want to. Uh, like archers can attack at a distance and, and mages can attack at a distance and up close and melee units can attack up close. And, uh, you kind of just have to play these things off of each other. Like if an archer's attacking you, you want to get up close and hit them because then they can't hit back. Yeah. Right. Typical yeah. turn-based tactic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, what's, what's there is really satisfying. The, the music is a lot of fun. Uh, in the first couple battles I played, there's like a bunch of cheering in the background every time you do something cool. So, like, hey, that's neat. I like this. Yeah, it's fine and all, but Michael, but let's talk about what people really care about. Mm-hmm. Anime characters fucking. So, uh, have mean, you mated any characters on. yet? No, you have to get pretty far in the game to, to get to the S rank, from what I understand. Uh, that you, you, yeah, you have to do things with characters to build your relationships, which uh, goes can be anything from like giving the right answers in a conversation to uh, just making time to hang out with them and share a meal or giving them gifts or whatever. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, later in the game, you can, you can get an S rank with somebody and they become, it becomes a romance. And that's kind of awesome. And there's a bunch of, uh, same gender options for people who are into that. Yeah. I play video games to avoid personal interaction, yet mm-hmm. so many games nowadays yeah. try to force me to be nice to people and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't also, know. from what I understand, the big roadblock to uh, same-gender uh, romances in previous Fire Emblems was that, like, if you do that, you can't have kids. And having kids is an important thing because then they, they go through a time warp thing and come back as teenagers and they're new soldiers that you recruit to your army. Um, but... This time around, I don't believe there is childbirth. So you could just do it with whoever. It doesn't matter. Whoever mm. you like the best. The childbirth was sort of the cool part of the other games, though. Mm-hmm. So that's not here. That yeah, no. Sense. Instead, it has a school sim where you are the professor guiding students through battles. That's that's how it makes, like, it, it has an academy school setting. And it also makes you the master tactician that guides all your troops all the time. Hmm. Didn't the recent Valkyria game have the school setting too? Like we did a whole show about games based in schools. I mean, yes, that was the uh, the second one, I believe, for PSP. Hmm. I feel like this is a little bit more fully formed in that the school is actually a 3D open environment that you can explore and find people to talk to, and uh, like little there are little missions you can do. There's a fishing mini game, a gardening mini game. Um, and bear in mind, I've only played it for about two hours at this point, so... Ah. Yeah. So it's like it's like medieval Persona 5. Little bit, little bit. Yeah. That's not unfair. Chris, Cody, you're so talkative about mm-hmm. this game. I fucking hate this series. Why? <laughs> Why would you? I'm just kidding. I just, not, I just don't know. I, I, like, I've heard about it, watched friends play it. It's never been for me. Um, just letting you go. It looks really pretty. I, yeah. I was I was watching someone play it at work, um, and they seemed really into it. And I do enjoy turn-based strategy games, and so yeah, I think eventually I'll get around to this one. I've just been too busy playing a lot of Dragon Dragon Quest Builders too, to be honest. Mm. Like getting across all those islands and stuff, and still having a blast with that game. Your Cannot recommend that game is enough. What you're saying? Uh, I'm playing that one on PS4. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. And I'm playing Ultimate Alliance 3, therefore I can't play that series I don't care for. <laughs> oh. I'm too busy playing another series I don't really care for. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Finally someone's played Ultimate Alliance 3. Tell us about that one, Chris. Oh, it's um, it's a Lego game without Legos. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad comparison and from what I've played. It's it's glitchy. It's weird. It's it's I don't know. Like it's the story's fun, and I love hearing the characters interact. That That, to me, is the whole point. But, like, it's... Not the most substantial Marvel game you've ever played. It's Lego-y. It's the best Blade game that's come out in the last 10 years. Uh, well, I guess they'll have to take that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it might be the best game with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that? No, yeah, Disney maybe. Infinity was a little better. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Did that have a Guardians Yeah. I was just about to ask, how is that one? Or was that one? The Telltale one? Didn't play it, yeah. I think the reason they don't exist is that we don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. nobody did. It it was okay. It was kind of weird. And then, like, the first episode, like, the very first thing you do is kill Thanos. And then you're, like, strutting around, like, yeah, we killed Thanos. And it's like, how is this going to resolve? And then I never hung around to find out. That's the one that has to come back after the other Thanos Mm -hmm. is killed. Weird. Mm -hmm. Marvel timelines are nuts. Mm -hmm. God, I want to read X-Men right now. (laughs) (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. I, I wish I could say wish I could say more about Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. It's just um, it's nice to have a switch to have an exclusive like that. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe the, you, you you incrementally unlock a bunch of other abilities, so maybe it'll get more interesting as I grind through it. But like, I don't know. It's it's really grindy, really grindy. I'm I'm sure because I, I was talking to another a couple of other editors from other games publications last week, and they were like, "Oh yeah, no, this is the best game that I've played this year so far." Like, well, really? Okay, wow. That can't be. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were obsessed with it anyway. I mean, I get that this hasn't been the strongest year, but. Yeah, that's not at all like the best. Not in a year where Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, no. <laughs> well, a, a couple of collections came out this week. Uh, Mighty Switch Force collection is uh, hmm. is now out there for people to buy and get all those games that were formerly only on, what, 3DS? 3DS. Yeah. And uh, Steam eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the fantastic 2D platformers from way forward, uh, mm-hmm. starring Patty Wagon, uh, whose superpower is that she can... Switch whether things are in or out of the foreground and <laughs> control the levels accordingly. I don't know. It's it's a fun series. You should play it. Um, and also the the Doom one, two, and three games they they came out and uh, what's the price on those? I've I've obviously I've seen the, the same complaint you have. The first two are four ninety nine and uh, Doom three is ten bucks. So all told, really? the collection what? costs twenty bucks. How'd they get that math? Like, what do you mean? Huh. Well. How- well, I guess, yeah, I guess Doom 3 is that much newer. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty new. All right. Well, I, I watched the video you sent, Mike, mm-hmm. when I was eating Whataburger about to shit myself. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, and it just, it is, it is, Doom 3 is is a pretty fucking cool game. I have only played mm-hmm. it once on another friend's computer because I couldn't play it back in the day. Uh, it is a great game, and it's nice that it got the restorative attention that 1 and 2 you usually get. Hmm. Because um, three is a pretty—I don't know if it's—it's it's timeless enough to be ten dollars in twenty nineteen, but uh, it's four K and it, it it can run really fast, even on the fucking Switch. Yeah, you can't do four K on the Switch. Is it just my uh, my perception, or is Doom three sort of maligned by people at this point? Like they, I I liked it when I played it. I do remember liking it. It was dark. If you played the new Doom. It, it might not need to exist. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it gets maligned. No, I think it was maligned a lot at launch because of the, the flashlight mechanics that, like, that, that's initially. What I it was dark. I remember it was yeah. hella dark. Yeah. Once the um, duct tape mod came out, I feel like that game got, in, like, incredibly better. Yeah. Right? But the, the fact yeah. that initially you had to make a choice between seeing in the dark or having a gun pointed at things, uh, that, that kind of hamstrung it. But it was a very. Like it is, it's a an outlier for the Doom series because the other Doom games are just about like fast action, just get into it, blow the shit out of everything. Uh, Doom Three was like a survival horror game in in, in the way that it was structured and paced, in that it, it kind of gave you these guns slowly and deliberately, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of shooting, but you were kind of always at a disadvantage. There were like a lot of monster closets where you'd have to fight a lot of imps. But the the emphasis was more on scares and and atmosphere. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you were fighting fewer enemies because they looked so much better and took more resources to render. I recall I was much more into Serious Sam around that time because that felt mm. more like yeah. the Doom yeah. that I wanted. Than, right. Than, yeah. Than yeah. Much, Doom much 3 faster did. paced. Yeah, Doom Three. Michael said it, he nailed it. it. It was more of a survival horror game with with some big action moments. Make no mistake, but. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. it did come out at a moment where survival horror was kind of at its peak. Uh, survival horror mm-hmm. as defined by Resident Evil. So, you know, it, it made sense that they'd want to get in on that. But it is, it is nothing close to the timeless splendor of Doom 1 and mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Which even I, had, like, I could feel a little bit of an itch when I saw they were re-releasing them. Do I play this again? Yeah. And that was kind of, a, it was a surprise release. Like, I think they announced it at QuakeCon last weekend and then just put them out. Yeah. I mean, I, I came close, but it's it's like, well, it would be cool to have this on Switch, but I have also had it on Steam for a very long time, and I could play it yeah. at any time on any platform that I want, pretty much. With and the best mods ever. Mm. Yeah, exactly. that's true. And and maybe a, a, a appropriate frame rate. Is, I don't know. I, <laughs> again, I watched that video you sent over. And maybe not a 500 megabyte download for a game that was originally 2.39 megabytes that total. That seems odd. <laughs> Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, we'll get there in the news. We'll get there. All right. Uh, the the other new release that I don't think any of us has played. We we've had a chance. If you're an EA Origin Access member, uh, Madden 20. I think you could start playing that on the 25th. Are you ready? Um, are you ready? But but by the time you are listening to this, Madden will have be will be out for everybody. Uh, have not played it. I played last year's Madden game. Really liked it. Nerd. I, hey, I, lo- I like those games. Uh, they get rid of the long shot mode this year, or they, they no. modify it where it's no longer kind of starring the same actors. It's more like a create a player mode, and then you go through it. It's, it's scaled down a lot more. But who's going to want to play the long shot mode if you don't have the actors in it, man? Well, it's you. You're the actor. Am I doing a good job and playing I'm pretending that you care? Yes. I'm, look, I... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it with Fire Emblem, but I'm going to try with Madden. Its audience is bigger. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, I like football. I like the football games. I actually just looked at uh, Facebook during the uh, break, and the first thing that came up was uh, was a was a very good friend of mine had his copy of Madden in the seat belt, like strapped in next to him in his car with his uh, bag of. Doritos that he got free from Target. If you buy whoa, it, whoa, whoa, whoa! So, Please tell me the Doritos were also in that seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Oh, of course. You don't want any harm Just to like come a newborn thing, especially baby, their yeah. Cool Ranch, which you know, they cool were. Holy shit! Of yes. course they were. Of course yeah, they I don't, were. I don't want to be buying another bag of Doritos. My insurance has a ten cent deductible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's on game deals or not, but according to my friend, uh, you get like free Doritos at Target. Target Jeez. has the worst fucking game deals of all time. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Two ninety nine worth of uh, chips. For I mean, sorry, three times a year they have like a buy two get one free sale, which almost no one else does on new games. And then mm. other than that, it's like it's like a free soda. Like get the fuck out of here. Exactly. I think they just did one of those buy two get ones. Like it might just be over. Oh shit! Um, but yeah, Madden, Madden twenty. You know, if you're into football, go play it because there's really no other game out there. Uh, it, no I, NFL game. Bring back there. NCAA. Jesus, why? Come on, can we please bring back? Got to pay the players, football. baby. They don't want to do that. No. They don't want to. They don't want to license no. their likenesses for free, man. Yep. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Hmm. I mean, I know you guys don't care about football, but actually, that has been kind of a hot topic of discussion again recently and it's looking like the NCAA might do something where players can get compensated for certain things so that theoretically could open the door to NCAA coming back maybe Finally. we'll we'll see guys i don't know how it works with the like i know there's that separate NFL players league thing in, involved in NFL stuff right yeah, I mean, there's like they a have separate the company that represents them. So there's like where, the whereas they, but they didn't for NCAA. They had a bunch of like legacy players in there, like they own you for life. And 
without having to compensate you in any way. Yeah, and that's, that's really what they got in trouble for. It was the old legacy players that came back and, and said, hey, that was my likeness. Because, I mean, to be honest, the students don't have, like, a union that speaks on their behalf. That's the fucked NFL up. Has and, and the let's, let's be clear. A majority of those players are there on, like, a scholarship, and their lives are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if you've read those things about, like, yeah, I have to go to a normal amount of class, and then I have to practice football for Eight hours, four hours in the morning, and four hours at night. It's a full-time job that pays me nothing. It pays it generates tuition. millions of dollars. That's something, I guess. We can't. We can't go into this right, right now. Right, right. but, but can you confirm one thing for Madden for me? Mm-hmm. Is John Madden still alive? John Madden is still alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Never saw it coming. I, that's my John Madden I feel impression. Feel like that's the opposite of James Brown is dead. Like we should kick in with a. Dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, because uh, uh, I was someone had, I think someone on the LTC had posted like a Genesis sprite because like John Madden used to feature in prominently in all the games. Has that gone away? Yeah, he's not in them anymore in yeah, terms of his. He's not he, okay, right? It No, he's fine. He's just, he's just getting up there. I'm old. I can't remember what my pants are. I don't like to there is a, not to not to plug this podcast again, but there is a fascinating thirty for thirty all about the Madden games and his association and how much he's involved in those. And yeah, I'm sure it's a lot less now, but it's just crazy to me that the legacy of this Super Bowl winning NFL ex head coach, one of the longest tenured, if not best, broadcasters in NFL history. Um, is most likely going to be remembered for his video game association. Like most right. most yes. people don't know that Madden is a guy, or at least is a guy who's still alive. They just he, know of the Madden game. He is so lucky. He He's was like the Mavis cheapest speaking. guy available to license in the eighties. But that's not <laughs> that's not how it even came about, man. You got to listen to that show. So he because he coached in Oakland, he was across the bay from EA, and EA really wanted to do a football game, and so they they wanted to partner with the coach because they wanted to make it like a realistic football sim which systems at the time even PCs at the time could not do that and so they it took them way longer to develop the first one than they thought they they would have to because Madden was so insistent like no we've got to get real plays in this thing and they basically had to wait for like the the tech to catch up so the game could do half of what it's doing like if you look at other football games at the time when madden first came out it's it's light years beyond them in terms of the playbooks and stuff like that oh yeah Um, i grew up up playing 10 yard fight light years beyond john elway's quarterback oh yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs) or or joe montana football which did have the voiceover it was the first one (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah you're also you're also confirming that john madden made meaningful meaningful contributions to a video game oh like Several years worth. Like, he was always involved in the playbooks and all that wow. stuff. I'm not kidding. I find that the hardest to believe. I just couldn't believe. It just, that's just so strange. Cause, and, and that just, and it would, that's the only thing that makes sense. Cause, like, he was not a household name then, was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Absolutely. I, I he, he'd I won never, a Super Bowl by then. I, I knew the series before I knew the man. Wasn't he a sportscaster at some point, too? Like See, a see after, after he coached, he was a sportscaster. That's what I was saying. He's one of the longest tenured mm. sportscasters ah, in yeah. history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was the guy, and then he became famous for it, it, for his fear of flying, and that he had to take the bus everywhere he went. And also, and that was the whole Madden bus and the whole Thanksgiving tradition he had. With it, yeah, it's a whole thing. I can't believe it. And now, what he's mostly remembered for is boom, because that's what he would do. The famous turducken, where you put your uckens in a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I will not let you besmirch this man's name, Michael. <laughs> he ate Uckins out of a turd. Blah, 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 blah Madden. Um, 
That's the song that Kevin Hart and mm. never mind. Um, mm-hmm. Fair <laughs> enough. Should we move on to... Ah, yes, the beginning of the VGA News segment, which in recent history, of course, would mean that we will start off with our famous, long-running... VGA Hollywood Segment! I feel like you're trying to steal my terrible preamble thunder from the new releases there. No, no, you still got it, buddy. <laughs> it's all you. It's all you. I'm just seeing how long you let me do this Hollywood mm-hmm. segment from show to show. I think we're on, what, show four or five with it? Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Uh, so for the record, folks, Jim Carrey is not playing Sonic in the upcoming what? Sonic movie. Uh, he's playing Eggman. But this reporter might have you believe that he is playing Sonic because she I, refuses to believe or acknowledge Jim Carrey. I feel so bad because she, she clearly – did some research, but just the wrong way. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. there, there was, there's at least a modicum of thought behind her questions, but she was just brutally misinformed. So, backstory here: uh, this is an interview that Jim Carrey was doing with Access Hollywood, where he's being asked about Sonic by by one of the reporters, and well. You just have to hear it. I love you for your physical comedy. So when I heard you were doing an animated film, I was like, I just asked Teague, actually, I was like, what is Jim like in a VO booth? And she's like, no, 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 no. He's acting this entire thing out despite being the only animated character. Yeah. So what was that like? How did this work? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm totally live action in this. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's just acting. You know, it's just fun. It's a, you know, it's an amped up character. And it was really fun because I kind of got to go back and, you know, do the the vibe that I did with Ace and The Mask and all these uh, crazy comedies. So, you know, we'll see if that's uh, if that looks really cool or if I look like an old guy trying to do some weird <laughs> Sorry, can I say shit? Feces. <laughs> Nailed it. So are you wearing, like, some sort of special suit or how does it work? What's He's not like? Sonic! Sonic. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not animated at all. My character is Robotnik, so... Okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do that. What the hell is this? Oh my oh, God! Okay. Did you get these from David the Blaine? <laughs> Has he been around? Giant plane. Card. David Blaine predicted my uh, yeah, that Jenny and I would get married and have a child. <laughs> okay. Wrong. Awkward. That's the darkest um, joke so, that appeared in the middle oh of this. Oh my God! Now he's back. Yeah. Like all confused <laughs> with Sonic when I played. That's, that's when the really <laughs> authentic stuff starts. When you throw this whole plan out. When I played Sonic growing up, he doesn't really have a voice. So we're going to really get to know him through you. So what can we expect and what's the He's story? Not anyway? so- uh, you can expect <laughs> me eventually as Robotnik to get that little blue boob and, uh, you know, have my way. Use him for the, for the bad of the world, for the, uh, the evil purpose. So what, what does Sonic go through in this film? I don't want to give it away. Okay. There's a chase. That's for sure. You know, I mean, he's got something I want. And uh, and I also, you know, got to play the, the smartest man that ever walked the earth, you know, so something like uh, upwards or maybe, you know, beyond a 300 IQ. So I had to prepare for a couple of weeks. Before I let you go, do you want to pick a card and answer the question? No. <laughs> okay, I will stay on top. He turns her down. Yeah, it's it's labeled like hilarious. Jim Carrey goes goes off the rails in hilarious interview. It's like he's not the one going off the rails, lady. <laughs> no, he's like it's mindless pap. 
yeah. from both sides. Yeah. But what a pro. He's yeah. like, my, corrects her and moves on, mm-hmm. doesn't hold... It, uh, yeah. I'm just he astounded. Even at one she... point says, I'm Robotnik. And yeah. she clearly has no idea who Robotnik is. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 guys. So how fast does Jim Carrey run in this movie? <laughs> Extremely fast. <laughs> From this interview? <laughs> at a decent pace. At a clip. Well, that's what they don't tell you is the movie's actually an adaptation of Sonic R. So he spends the whole time racing in a little pod, I guess. He never actually runs in that. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I think if they if they told me right now that they were retooling the new Sonic movie for Jim Carrey to be Sonic, I'd be perfectly happy with that. <clears throat> so maybe it's wishful thinking on behalf of the Access Reporter. Mm, right. Yeah. She's maybe. like a huge Sonic fan, but only of Sonic Adventure Two, not the other games. Fuck that. Well, only the one where he's known as Eggman. Doesn't recognize Robotnik at all. She just assumes <laughs> if Jim Carrey's in the movie, he must be playing the title role. Is that true. <laughs> yeah. Makes oh, sense. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, here's one actor who I would love to be in a game-related movie franchise. Uh, Last week, we were talking about Dave Bautista and his desire to be in the Gears of War movie. Uh, So Terry Crews uh, actually voiced that he would love to also appear in the Gears movie. Woo! He's already got it. He's done his audition. Yeah. 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 That's it. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be the perfect Coltrane. The, here's the thing, though. The director has already sort of hinted the movie probably won't follow the events of the game, so may, might not even have Coltrane or Marcus Phoenix in it, which would actually – that's kind of a bummer if that's true. Mm. But, yeah, on Twitter, basically, someone was tweeting, uh, hear me out, Dave Bautista and Terry Crews, Gears of War movie, and Terry Crews retweeted and is like, damn, I like this. I like this very much. Like, I, yeah. I know it's it's perfect. It makes me want to. It's the only thing I've heard that would make me want to go see a Gears of War movie. And you know it's going to be impossible because they're over 50, 40, 45. Doesn't matter. I think the Gears are supposed to be. Yeah, they they always kind of give the impression of being middle aged dudes. No, no, I totally agree with you. But you know that's not how it's going to shake out. They're going to want. They're going to want young folks. It's too perfect for Hollywood to actually acknowledge it should happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some exec will be like, well, that's too obvious. It's too obvious. That is Ron Perlman as Hellboy, a beautiful casting. It should completely happen. I would say Absolutely. Dave Bautista would be the perfect Marcus Phoenix. Uh, yes, if you don't would, cast him yeah. as Marcus, you're wasting him in that fucking role. Yeah, and as we talked about last week, he is probably the best res- ex-wrestling actor right. in terms of his acting Undoubtedly. ability. He's really good. His scene in Blade Runner the 2049 was amazing. It's a beautiful, and he's, he's, he's oddly the best wrestling actor, and only the Gears movie can save him from Stuber 2, still Stuber. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, I'll do another callback to last week. He's so good, he could play Pa Rapper the Rapper. Pa uh, Rapper. <laughs> Did we ever establish what was wrong with TL? <laughs> uh, I mean, he went on Twitter and was like, prove me right, folks, and he lost, because everyone else rapper. agreed with me, it's, it's Pa Rapper. It's Pa Rapper. They say Pa Rapper yeah, in the game. Actually, actually, our buddy Greg Moore chimed in the Facebook group who like yes. really <laughs> actually explained how to pronounce it and if you really wanted to be authentic, and it was yeah. It, so we're all wrong. Yeah. He he gave us notes on like the Japanese origins of the name and how you we can't pronounce it because we can't do the yeah. Japanese pronunciation. Actually, I, one it's of my like, favorite memories of Halloween is I dressed up as Parappa the Rapper one year many years ago and uh, went to Halloween in the Castro in San Francisco, which. It used to be an amazing, huge street festival, and just remember, like, walking back from it, and we passed, like, a couple of Japanese tourist girls, and one of them just goes, Ah, parapa, parapa! 
Like, oh, that's amazing. Up, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it, Michael. Believe it. It happened. You got to believe. Thank you. Oh, I was hoping. I had it set up right there. The softball was coming oh, in. Yeah, it took I thought me you wanted my Joe Montana impression. I can't believe. <laughs> you got to believe. You yeah. got to believe. I got to believe. Please end my suffering. I can't believe it, but uh, this year's NBA Live is sort of... NBA Live sort of back on their shit. Um, so... <laughs> Anyone who's been following this franchise knows it's it's fallen on like hard times the past few years in terms of just getting the game out. Uh, so this game, EA announced this year's game was pushed to EA's fiscal Q3, uh, which means calendar Q4 this year, um, which puts it out of the launch window of its big competitor and, and the dominant player in the basketball game genre at this point, NBA 2K, which launches September 6th. So pushing the game out that far is kind of a really bad sign for that series. And it's it's weird because I don't know about you guys, but I, I grew up playing the NBA Live games on, on a fairly regular basis. Like, those, that was the first basketball series. Nope. Celtics versus Lakers all the way. Oh, yeah, man. But, Whatever that uh, series was called. That was just named after who were in the finals every year. God, that would be, that'd be confusing if you're not a sports nerd. Mm. Or you had, like, the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird games and Jordan games and all this stuff. But, yeah, the... You know, the NBA Live then came along and, and that became like the dominant series. And it's just so weird to see them just kind of fade away. And it's for reasons like this, like, you know, basically EA just came out and said, yeah, we're deciding to to go in a different direction for this year's game. I don't know. It's never a good sign when it's this late, close to release, and you have to push out and go that much further back from your big competitor. Maybe a different direction means no game or more money. I just, I really just appreciate you guys are letting me bring up sports like multiple times on a show. Gotta admit, I'm kind of <laughs> tired of it. Can't really stop <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to what we were oh, talking about earlier. So Doom 1, 2, and 3 got surprise releases on Switch, not without controversy. So uh, we already mentioned one of the things, like, why the fuck are these games 500 megabytes? Like, does anyone mm-hmm. know? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And I watched that whole Digital Foundry video. They mentioned that they they they're like in a shell. They're like built in a in a shell. In a Unity so that, shell. But it's it's like the, the the original source code is in in Unity. Yeah. So that, that might account for. It. It's just so weird because again, like I was saying earlier, the original Doom was two point three nine megabytes. Hmm. You know, this is a game that would be distributed on floppies. Might be they had to upscale the the sprites a bit. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's 500 megabytes worth. Uh, but the the bigger controversy and the one that everyone sort of flipped out about is that the games require a Bethesda login uh, to play, not mm. optional. Uh, it mm. is required. Uh, Bethesda has since come out and released a statement saying that was a mistake. They were meant to be optional, and they are addressing it, and will patch that in. But for the time being. Um, some of the games it's if kind of taken a while. Yeah. It is Doom. <laughs> uh, and then, Michael, what is the er- error you found? Where it's if you if you sleep your system well, and the, then turn that, it back that on. That video that I sent you guys earlier, yeah. um, which I forget who posted it exactly. Digital Foundry. Okay, um, but uh, they pointed out that like some people are reporting that if you put your system to sleep. And then start back up again like that. Uh, it, it's, it disconnects from the server and it says, like, disconnecting, you have to reconnect, like, every 10 seconds until you restart. And Bethesda has said that they're patching this. So It's like, why why are you so hard up to authenticate what's a $2 game? A 1993 Yeah, well, It's a $5 yeah. game. To be I think they used specific. to give it away before you sold it again. I mean, it was shareware. Like it, I mean, yeah, that, it was, that game it was, the first got so popular because it was shareware. Was shareware. 
Uh, you had to buy the second and third episodes. You had to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, when they came out in a bundle, sure. It's 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 just enough layer of bullshit to not be a thoughtless impulse purchase. Mm. Did you guys see a lot of the memes that were going out though, where people would basically take classic screenshots, probably using that tool we discovered a few months ago, but they would take like screenshots of classic games and put like. Uh, a Bethesda.net account is required to c- continue playing, like things of like you know Symphony of the Night, like they had that shot, mm-hmm. all kinds of fun, fun versions. Yeah, of that. Um, worth mentioning. Wolfenstein Youngblood also requires one of those, although on Xbox it gave me the option, like, do you just want to push this button and create one for your uh, Xbox Live ID? And like, yes. So I just yes, did please. that. <laughs> Huh. And then realized I already had another one from from before, so I was like, oh, I, I know other to. publishers have asked me to do that, but um, it's either never mandatory or just to, to whatever's connected to my my gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do it all the time in in Ubisoft and Square games. Usually, you get some kind of incentive or reward for doing it. It's no big deal to me. It's like, fine, yeah, I'll, I'll log in with my UPlay account. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll yes. unlock some some cool bonuses and costumes and things that's fun and it's so much less of a deal to me it's attached to an email that i don't check and care about mm. so so go ahead send whatever you want mm. send whatever you want over to naruto420 at yahoo.geocities <laughs> oh man you got <laughs> naruto420 420? Yeah, man. <laughs> <Dot> geocities but <laughs> i had to get naruto421 <laughs> i was I, well, I was there 420th, and that's what that was the that was the literally the suggested name. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think what people are more responding to is the fact that it's a required login in a game from 1993 that yes. they've been playing for years and years and years on a variety of systems. But this is the first time someone was like, first time Bethesda, I think, had the gall to be like, nah, give us a login, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was more frustrating because that video you sent around, they more pointed out that like. This is one of the least perfect ports in a while. It's and a lot of this isn't a huge deal, but like we've bought this so many times, and I and I, I get I get their frustration because either this game is for diehard fans who will notice everything missing or wrong, or for new people to discover who would won't notice if you're just as authentic as possible. So you sort of have to please the diehard fans first with a release this fucking old, mm-hmm. and and the fact that they sort of like. They just not not enough. I think that the, the login is more of an issue for me, but like uh, in, in the 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 window that pops up every ten seconds. But like, yeah, why is the frame rate weird, and why is the soundtrack a little messed up? No, That's- like, yeah, they they that video that I referenced did say that uh, you know that the the pixels are slightly off because it's like the what was it the original aspect ratio doesn't quite translate to 1080 320p um, yeah like 320 whatever it was and and then uh that the the frame rate is capped at 35 frames per second which it was in the original source code uh mm-hmm. which was made for 70 uh hertz monitors that that had uh, so it, it would match up perfectly where, with their refresh rate and look very smooth but that it looks slightly off, and then there's also some, some issues with the soundtrack doesn't sound quite right. But these are all things that I think if you were just playing it and you didn't have, if you weren't making that comparison to the original, like you probably wouldn't. You notice. wouldn't notice. Yeah. But that, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like if you if even if you split the audience in half between like newly dis- people who newly discover it and old fans, you just mm-hmm. pissed off half your audience. Mm-hmm. Especially when when like there are there. Are, there are more competent ports out there from the same developer that they all delisted 
when this one came out. Mm. I think the thing that's most upsetting to me about this story is in Bethesda's response statement. They say the Bethesda net login requirement was included for the Slayers Club. Wah, wah. What is that? Ew. It's a, it's a play on Players Club. Get it? Because we're Slayers? Because we play Doom? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm old, player. but the last thing I want in the world is my video game emailing me to this day. Don't, don't do that. You will damage our yeah. relationship. Yeah, closely followed by my games tweeting on my behalf. I was never huge on that. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I nipped that in the bud right away. Mm-hmm. Matt just got this achievement. Fuck. Wow, did that why really would, happen? Why would anyone want to know this? <laughs> yeah, my mom does not care. Stop posting that on Facebook. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, And then a follow-up to one of last week's stories. So uh, the Joy-Con incident uh, that Nintendo has been – or issues that Nintendo has been dealing with. Uh, It looks like an internal memo was circulating that Patrick Klepek from Vice uh, stumbled upon, uh, as he does. And basically the the memo from Nintendo is saying, like, when people call in about these issues, just go ahead and and fix it. Um, Because we were talking about last week, the Joy-Con – yeah, repair is like $40 where a new Joy-Con by itself is like 50 or $60. You, you buy them in the set and they're like, it's like 70 or something. But um, You get that one immediately. But I do have a personal experience. So I, I put in a ticket because I had the, the issue on my analog stick where uh, it wasn't working properly. And sure enough, I got a response the next day and a UPS shipping label. And it's just like, boom, ship it to us. Um, and they started the repair already. So no, no quote for it would cost me anything, anything like that. So, um, yeah, if you are having issues with your Joy-Con, give it a shot. You might be pleasantly surprised. Hmm. And I, I this 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 is not news, but it was. I thought it was funny. I went to fucking Walmart to find picture frames, and I discovered it. I found it. The one thing Walmart doesn't carry: picture frames. What? Seriously? Yeah. No I'm... picture frames, and, and and it was a super Walmart. And bizarrely, you walk in the video game section now, and I am a big fan of this. The arcade one-up machines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, those are like an incredible success. I think you can pre-order the Marvel oh, yeah. one yep. now, yep. and you walk. So I can't find a picture frame, but in 2019, I can find dozens of arcade machines, and now they're popular enough, they have replacement joysticks and buttons. Oh, my. So there was a section in Walmart, like, what fucking dimension is this? That There's an alternate Street Fighter cabinet joystick on sale in 2019. These have never been on the store shelf of any kind. Is it shaped like the Capcom logo? Yes. Excellent. Yes, like, and I, I meant to talk to, with my buddy Adam because I know he he loves those machines, but he does swap out the buttons and uh, mm. the sticks sometimes with a superior stuff. So I wondered if, like, are we really living in a world where there are there are superior arcade parts available in Walmart? Holy shit! Mm. That's the news. <laughs> yep, Chris, we're living in the hell world. So yes, I, you'd think so sometimes, but that's that's pleasant news. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Pleasant news that is all that's fit to play. Hooray. It's pleasant, it's pleasant news that I can mention going to Walmart, and I'm not going to get shit on as much as ordering from Amazon. Mm. Right. Uh, but you will get literally shit on. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, I am living in a, a dark Nickelodeon timeline. <laughs> you, which is Florida, but yes. <laughs> yes. I'm living crawl as we speak. <laughs> Walk into Florida, like, oh, f- or a Florida Walmart, and like, oh, fuck, there's gators in every, every aisle. <laughs> I'm going to have to not make eye contact as I walk over and, like, pretend to walk around in the other direction to avoid them. Not 
Didn't see no gators. Couple Seminoles. Couple Rattlers. No, <laughs> no, no gators. You know what I'm saying? Roll Tide! Are you still looking for those frames, Chris? I am. I'm always... Because I have two words for you. Michaels. Hobby Lobby. But they're not uh, the greatest group, so uh, so I just steal from them. I know. Yeah. I, I, if you listen to bonus time this week, I when, talk when? about my when, when? my mother having an accident and she's in the hospital. And I was I'm like, yeah, I just need some picture frames. Like, you should go to Holy Lobby. I'm like, you silly girl. It's Hobby Lobby. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just make a joke while sedated? <laughs> my, my, <laughs> about Hobby. Ho- Damn, go mom. Holy Lobby. I, nice. She suggested yeah. that. That's why they're buying ancient tablets from ISIS. You, you should. My, you and my mom should hang out, Cody, and fuck as little as possible. <laughs> I will second that. Yes. Mm, yeah. You <laughs> sure you don't want Chris to call you dad? I don't know. I, I, I do make a pretty good dad, hmm. and uh, yeah. and I'm always on the lookout for the next uh, future ex Mrs. Laveau. So nice. I don't call my dad dad. I call him me senior. <laughs> 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 I guess that's better than mega me. You know how some people call their kids, oh, it's mini me. He considers it a sign of respect for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let us combine our forms, and you like climb up on his shoulders. <laughs> Master blaster style? Exactly. Yes, I wave a little pennant as the circus goes through town. Uh, should is... mention Chris's dad is 10 feet tall. Oh, my bad. You were making a different reference. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is what? Segmenting, Segmenting our community. the community. Thank you. Uh, last week's question of the week was, ship your two favorite game characters and imagine their kid. What would they be like? Uh, anyone have an answer for this? Um, I mean, I gave mine last week. Yeah. This, this totally blindsides me because I haven't listened to last week's episode yet. Oh, thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, I will say that, uh, I did this when I was in grade school, uh, by writing like three different Zelda sequels to Zelda two, and they were all going to star, uh, Link and Zelda's kids, which were going to be two boys named Rauno and Ryu. And, uh, yeah, let's just leave that chapter of my life behind. Where did you get the name from? Uh, I don't know. I think I just, I read a lot of Nintendo manuals and I just sort of picked up on the weird... Japanese-ness of them, and probably Ninja Gaiden was out by that point. <laughs> so. But then you got mad at your little kid self for not saying Ryu, pronouncing it Ryu. You know? I probably said it Ryu at the time. Oh, I know. Let's be I honest. definitely would have yeah. been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. From Twitter, at JD Buffington says, Mario plus Peach equals image of the abomination that is skinny Mario. More seriously, Samus and Doom Guy, being loners who fight existential horrors, would make the cutest little armor-wearing stoic baby. The gender reveal party probably wouldn't happen until after their first adventure was completed in a certain amount of time. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I like that in, in, in JD's mind, uh, armor is hereditary. <laughs> I also like the idea that like, if you finish Doom in a certain amount of time, you get to see Doom Guy in a thong. Mm. It's like, oh man, he was a guy this whole time. <laughs> or just read my fanfic. Hmm. <laughs> I just like the idea that he's clowning on gender reveal parties because those are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one recently, this is a video that went around. It was a gender reveal party where people were they were drifting and the smoke coming off their tires was revealing the gender. Ah, yes. <laughs> but they did it too long <laughs> and the car lit on fire. Yep. 
was great. That's my <laughs> second favorite one. I can't find it when I want to. Uh, it's it's a one of those stupid gender reveal things where they do the baseball pitch and the person the the man usually hits the ball with a bat and then it explodes into a, the color of the gender. Where the person is filming it in slow mo and homeboy whiffs <laughs> and the guy behind him on his knees doesn't realize he's the de facto catcher and it explodes <laughs> in his face <laughs> to, to reveal. <laughs> To reveal a girl. <laughs> That's not part of what makes it funny. It's just like, it's so fucking great. It's in slow-mo. Like, <laughs> Love it. My Love favorite it. video is Bozo Overdubbed. <laughs> Please watch I Think You Should Leave. Please. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's turbo time, but it's not turbo time for you. No. You're not on the turbo team. You're not on the turbo team. Figure out what you do. Yeah, unless until you're on the turbo team, you walk slow. It's fucking great. God damn, you can finish the whole series in like an hour. Yeah. All right, someone else read one. Uh, Peak thirty seven says Leon Kennedy and Richter Belmont create the most beautiful and badass child the world has ever known. Uh, eradicating evil from all gamedom, or Leon and Scrooge McDuck create a baby. Leon goes to jail for animal abuse and interspecies fornication. <laughs> that got dark. Yeah, wow. really did. Really did. From the official Laser Time Facebook community, Andrew Joseph says, Simon Belmont, another Belmont, and Mega Man, imagine a better world with a robotic vampire hunter that can absorb the powers of his enemies. No monster could stop him. Yeah, that would kind of solve the whole series, actually. Yeah. Get on that, Konami. Cody, you want to read Chris Baker? Not my favorite video game characters per se, but I always liked the way I summarized one certain PS2 gaming character in a review I did for the official PlayStation magazine. She's like a time-displaced Lara Croft had a child with Indiana Jones's baby being bitten by Blade during childbirth. That is a... That's a, a, a specific image there. The result... The Nazi-slaying, day-walking, playboy-posing vampire heroine known as Blood Rain. Oh, hey, all right. very nice. well done, Chris Baker. Very what well. a yes. twist. What a twist. I like what it. a twist. Which actually I think would, would also be my answer is James Bond from GoldenEye and, and, and like PS1 era Lara Croft. Because not only is it sort of forbidden romance, they're, they're on two different systems. Mm-hmm. But their kids would just be cardboard boxes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine them kissing? Would it just make like a donk noise as they hit their heads together? I mean, their faces they are would hollow, just lie right? flat together. See, now you're just reading off Minecraft fanfic. That's not fair. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Jason Cromer says Mario and Femshep. That kid would be good at pretty much everything between Shepard's diplomatic and military abilities. Excuse me. (laughs) And ability to get her choice of her colleagues into bed. And Mario's ability to play every sport known to man, perform all kinds of acrobatic stunts despite his being an overweight, dumpy Italian man. And his go-kart driving ability. And the fact that he's a doctor. Or that kid would be discouraged by not being able to live up to his overachieving parents and would smoke pot and shoplift with Wario and Jack's kid. No matter what that kid, no matter what, that kid would really suck at dancing. <laughs> ah, that's great. Um, so new question of the week. Uh, fa- what's your favorite creative solution or workaround to a common game problem, uh, i.e. Border Patrol Sharks? Um to keep players from wandering too far in a given direction away from the core map and the activities that they're supposed to be doing there. Yeah, I think, well, my favorite is probably 
Border Patrol sharks, but uh, to come up with a different one, um, I just like that uh, open world games solve the problem of telling you where to go by just putting friggin' GPS map markers out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not a creative workaround so much as a feature, but like... I've gotten it to the point to where I try to try to play earlier games, like older games, even fucking Banjo-Kazooie. Like, oh yeah, go do this. It's like, wait, where was this guy again? I wish I had a map marker. He's in the middle of that mile of brown texture. Exactly. exactly. Go find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this on a show before, but one of my favorite workarounds was from Fallout 3. It was Broken Steel, where in order to get trains to work, they, they had trains in that... Um, but the, the game engine actually didn't support vehicles at all. So in order to get the trains to work, they designed the train car as a giant hat that they then put on an NPC who they made run underground extremely fast to approximate <laughs> the speed of a train. That's amazing. So the thing you were riding in was actually just an NPC character's hat as they ran along like at the speed of a speeding train. That is genius. Like, that is... It doesn't get much better than that in terms of, like, workarounds to, how do we solve this issue? Our, our game engine doesn't do vehicles. And I, I, I'm going to repeat something I said from last week, just because I still thought it was brilliant, even though I think Matt said it wasn't the first time they saw that, when I was playing the Gears, Gears 5 test. And, I don't know, I remember back before I, like, knew my play style very well, I, I even remember, like, Crimson Skies, like, uh, do you want to invert your controls? And yes. Like, to what? Uh, like, I, what does that even mean? Uh, and I remember having to ask somebody, like, do you want to move the mouse backward? Like, like shit like that. And I was playing Gears, and I just thought that was hilarious. He's like, hey, look up at Dave. Dave's the robot assistant. And he's like, okay, we set your default controls. <laughs> Whatever you automatically, instinctually use to look mm-hmm. up, that decides whether they invert your controls or not. I thought that was brilliant. That like instantly adapting your playstyle without even going into a menu or hitting or like hitting more than one button press. Yep. Neat. It's super neat. Yeah. Doesn't Halo do that too? Halo. Halo's the one I brought up that I remember doing. That. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Look up at the lights in the corner. Mm-hmm. That was the Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, do you have one? Well, um, I would say off the top of my head, it would be the Lost Coast from Half Life Two. I don't know if you, if you recall that level at all. Very long, windy road, mm-hmm. and and um, it was much more expansive looking than it actually was. If mm. you go up and you like God mode out of it and look up, it constantly doubles back on itself, and it looks much longer than it actually mm-hmm. is. Because mm-hmm. on one side it's those very high cliffs, on the other side it is the leeches down in the ocean that murder you instantly Mm. so instead of sharks half-life 2 had alien murder leeches and i think that's the only video game i can think that did that yeah i do do you recall um they had a a similar thing for uh i think it was gta san andreas where they showed the map and how big it actually was and how much it doubled back on itself and it was like it's one of the great illusions that a lot of games do is they maximize the space they have of the map and it, through a series of forced perspective and other kind of optical illusions, they make you think the map is way bigger than it actually is. Mm. Much like Disneyland, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. I take it back. My favorite uh, workaround is Disneyland. <laughs> Just the actual real park itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The castle is is uh, is much smaller. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. Or whatever, and it's like tapered up. Just At a Christmas forced perspective. Stuff, yeah. Yep. yeah. 
neat stuff. All right, so what is your favorite creative solution or workaround to a common game problem? Let us know. Go to vidgigamapocalypse.com and uh, answer under the comments for episode 327. Uh, also, you can uh, hit us up at the official Laser Time Facebook community yeah. on Facebook. Uh, and uh, there'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can uh, just hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And uh, we'll read some of our favorite answers on next week's show. Anyway, uh, it's time for plugs. Cody, is there anything that you want people to check out? Uh, I got doxxed by PETA, uh, so what? my social media has been a little bit on lockdown. But That's fucked uh, up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Um, Wait, but what? Can you explain, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they um, they found out where I lived, and uh, PETA was like putting pictures of my house on the internet and stuff. Uh, that was recently before I switched jobs, so now I have an awesome, cool job. And uh, I shut down a lot of my social media. I think that, uh, that the heat has died off, so it's slowly all coming back. Check me out on, uh, just search Cajun Crippler on pretty much anything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, he's on there singing. <laughs> oh, I should. I should. I am I am far too old, but I should probably check out TikTok. <laughs> I am on Untapped, so if you like beer, check out that. And uh, join the official Laser Time Facebook community, which I know uh, was just said, but you should. I put pictures of me riding buffaloes in there. And nice. people Ooh. seem to really like it. Guy on a buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been in my head for weeks after after that you posted that, Cody. That is that is high praise. Thank you. Mm. And ooh, 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 ooh. This week's laser time has video games in it. It Does was it? something I probably should have invited you guys on. For. Probably. Um, uh, it was about supplanted mascots. Like, what if what if Sonic wasn't the first Sega mascot? He or wasn't. Mario wasn't the first Nintendo mascot. What if Kermit wasn't always the most famous Muppet? We discover who was actually the uh, who was the the original famous frontman to these in, uh, like sometimes entire companies or mm. groups that then get forced into the background. You got Oswald the Rabbit in there, right? That's my favorite part is that it happened to Oswald twice at two different companies. Jesus, <laughs> wow! Yeah, it, it yeah poor poor Oswald forever. Um, Oswald the not so lucky rabbit. Yeah. Yes. I'll only tease it by saying there's a Brazilian Woody Woodpecker game where you can see Oswald in his brown suit on the cover because it happened to Oswald every time with someone wow. else taking his place. Everyone knows the old Genesis mascot was the wise from your grave guy from uh, Altered Beast. Hmm. Or as it was listed in the Willie Beamish manual, Altered Breasts. and uh also this week 30 2010 is raging um it's just a super fun show you should listen to that looks back 30 20 and 10 years ago uh i couldn't believe the 90s in the week we have coming up just because in the same week it's like a fuck iron giant and the sixth sense Mm. and those two movies are incredibly important to me probably important to a lot of people listening and yes absolutely i actually have that screw tattooed on my chest that's how much i love the red telling you i love it what a dope tattoo right above my heart me and my sister both have it and i didn't notice uh jc foster a while back sent us a bunch of posters and i never saw one of them was an original iron giant poster and i hung it up on my wall last week i could it's so beautiful that movie is great, and um, and also Patreon this week, patreon.com slash lasertime. We are talking about, A, 
Uh, how my parents don't respect my job, and when my mom hurts herself by being a klutz, I have to become her maid. As well as um, a really in-depth look at Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A movie I really like, but can't stop asking questions and talking about. Mm. If you're like me, please join us. Join the discussion. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Price of a burger and fries and a drink. Uh, you can support your favorite podcast network, including this show, um, all the time. Keep making sure everybody's fed and compensated and creating a more fair world. Oh, Chris, quick 30-20-10 story. Um, I used to go to uh, the movies with my parents every single Friday night. They would go and watch a movie, and, and, and I would watch something else at the same time, right? So I was looking back a few weeks ago, and I, and I went, oh, I went and saw Lake Placid the week it came out. I wonder what my parents were seeing. Oh my God, they were they were watching Eyes Wide Shut, and my brain <laughs> right like oh no, my parents were experiencing like the next theater, Ew. both horrifying and hilarious. Your parents, Your parents were, were witnessing an movie. unwatchable or an unjerkable orgy. Yes, <laughs> while 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 I was maybe twenty yards to their right in the next theater watching uh, Oliver Platt. Fight a giant crowd. <laughs> nice, nice. Betty White telling everyone to suck her dick. It was amazing. And uh, but again, uh, always say that. Always say that. Thirty twenty ten can like kind of help it you recognize memories. Yeah, it's crazy where right? you were and what you were doing because like yeah, we don't all keep a Brett Kavanaugh journal. We don't know when we were lifting <laughs> weights with Swee and twenty all years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, this can help. <laughs> Speaking of calendars, it's August, which means a little wrestling event called SummerSlam is coming up, which means it's time for me and T.L. Foster to bring back cheap podcasts. Stay tuned. We will have an announcement about that very soon, appearing in the old cheap podcast feed. So if you have unsubscribed, go back and resubscribe, because that is where it will be. Mm, Matthew Allen and Travis Timeline Foster. That's right, Travis Timeline Foster yeah, and Matthew Matty C. Allen Allen. On Papa Twitter. Rapper T.L. Foster. <laughs> pa Rapper. It's Pa, pa Rapper the Rapper. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikipares. That's been our show, everybody. I'm going to go cough up a lung and uh, see you next week. Have you ever heard of uh, Homa? It's a uh, south. It's yes, south actually, of New Orleans. A, really? We don't use we don't use that word anymore, Cody. <laughs> <laughs>